By the way, right. before we start, what are we talking about? Hockey. Yeah. Boston Bruins hockey. Wait, we talk hockey in this show? G- Jimmy. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? Uh, no timetable on Miller. Good to see him out with the main group. Corrali has now been cleared. He just hasn't skated a lot, Steve, so we have to manage that. So we'll, di- we'll discuss it internally. Should he go in tomorrow? Or is he better off skating tomorrow? Can he good practice Friday, go in Saturday, that type of thing. So The guy's scared, okay? He's going he's to do what gets him to, gets him his, his, his President's Trophy, number one seed, because it's safe. Boston B party. Boston B party. Boston B party. I have to think by now, DeBrusque is climbing the walls. Is he, is he, is he getting dispirited by this? Uh, he was in this morning. He was smiling. So <clears throat> happy to be uh, to back with the guys. Uh, he, he has limited, obviously, by the NHL's um, uh, protocol what he can and can't do. But he's getting closer. I think he's uh, he was a three or four days behind Corrales. So. I don't know if that means he'll be out with the group tomorrow, Friday. Lighting it up and like being like, oh, like you, I mean, Patrice Richard, woo! Put a glove hand on it, but it's just great effort. It starts in the neutral zone. Smith fights through his check. Good pickup of the skates by Richie. That's a puck out of midair. Krejci keeps it alive. Smith gets to the scoring area. And this is just hard work. I would rather take Rask as an actual goalie, not the contract, but the skill of Duke Rask. Charlie Coyle. On the edge. Oh, oh, that was filthy. And that's not one of those stop moves. It's close. But he's going to do that little thing. And then the cutback. And he's still moving in a forward direction when he moves back to his right. Great move. I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago. Did Tyler figure out what the show's about yet? <laughs> Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. Joining me today, Tyler Scales, Justin Ventola, and returning from his trip to Mars, Jimmy Shea. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on, Dave? How are you? Good to see you on this uh, dreary Thursday morning. It's uh, opening day for baseball. The Red Sox have already been postponed, but that's okay. This is a hockey mm-hmm. podcast. Um in the opening, you heard um, Bruce Cassidy giving some updates on the injured and COVID players. Sean Corelli is back on the ice. Uh, been cleared to play. Miller's been skating, but not quite cleared. And uh, I believe Jake DeBrusque is still in a coma somewhere. Uh, you also heard Charlie Coyle's shootout winner the other night, uh, by, and that was Jack Edwards and Andy, Andy Brickley. And we also heard... Um, Craig Smith's game winner versus Buffalo from last Saturday, and that was uh, Andy Brickley of the Nesson broadcast there. Since we've been gone, uh, since the last time we talked, excuse me, Boston went 2-1-1, losing in overtime to the Islanders, beating Buffalo 3-2, and then a... They were shut out by New Jersey 1-0 before beating them 5-4 to in a shootout a couple days later. Tyler's favorite player, John Moore, is no more. He had hip surgery, will be out 5-6 to six months, so the season he's done for. 
Um, they've had some COVID issues with Corrali. You know, just mentioned that he's going to be back, but yet uh, Mashan missing two games. I don't remember the last time we saw a fake Labust. Um, th- he's been out for at least a week. Tuka happened to return from injury only to play 20 minutes and re-injuring his back, I believe it was. We had Brandon Kahlo return from his concussion. Sinitian and Lausanne also returned from injury. I want to say a big congratulations to the Boston Pride of the W of the NWHL, uh, winning their, I believe, second Isabel Cup. And shame on the NHL for firing a referee after the hot mic inst- incident. If you haven't heard by now, you must be living under a rock. But uh, referee, I believe, Tim, Tim Peel was fired uh, when he was caught saying it wasn't much, uh, but I wanted to get a penalty early on, I forget what team it was, which is something that we all know happens in every sport, everywhere. The refs make a mistake because they're human, and then they do a makeup call somewhere along the line. Um, And in the last few games, one of the things that I have learned is that, um, well, A, we, we know Boston can't beat the Islanders for some reason, but what the hell is it with the New Jersey Devils? Uh, they have two wins versus them this year, and they're both overtime wins, uh, shootout wins, excuse me. So I, I don't know what it is about the real suck teams that make the Bruins look like suck teams, but it's happening a lot this year. Um, Tyler, why don't you uh, give me some ups and downs from the last four games? Well, I want to start with the New Jersey Devils. Um, I think the real problem is they, can, they just can't beat Mackenzie Blackwood. Whenever he plays against us, he's just, he's just an amazing goaltender. He's phenomenal in the net. We can't seem to put much in, in the net. It's always just a simple shot to him. He had 40 saves. But, man, Mackenzie Blackwood, man, he always plays good against us. Maybe that's the reason why. For some reason, we just can't keep up with this team. I think the Jersey Devils have read us like, a whole book, like a whole novel, man. Yeah, the Bruins are making uh, Mackenzie Blackwood look like he's Ken Dryden. Justin? Yeah, no, I. It, it, that's what I'd say. I mean, quite honestly, um, like, I don't think Blackwood's all that good. I just think for it, just the Bruins' offense is just so bad that, like, it makes bad goaltenders look like they're literally just absolute, like, Vesna candidates, everything else Not like that. Not Carter Hart, though. You know what I mean? So, uh, except for Carter Hart, yeah, except, but uh, Philadelphia has yet ruined another goaltender, and they they've totally ruined that kid. Um, but anyways, so I, I just uh, I, I think that that's part of the issue. I think, and you know, I I kind of want to say the Bruins play down to the New Jersey Devils. Um, I, I think they really do because I, I know that uh, that terrible shutout, like. They were just MIA for most of that game. Uh, they really are. And I think of the Bruins, even though as lackluster as their offense is, um, I still think that, like, if they put the pedal to the metal and they weren't – and they're not doing stupid stuff, um, they should smoke New Jersey Devils every single time. But I think they just play down to the competition. I, I, I mean, you know, they've – Done. They've known been known to do that in, in years past. So that's that's my only thing, man. Like their offense is bad, but like you can still beat like a, you know, like a toddler New Jersey Devil team, which is trying to figure it out. So I, I just think it's probably something around that. Just, they just play down to them. Yeah, we've talked before about uh, how the Bruins can't sustain coming from behind all the time, and uh, you know, if you're gonna fall behind to these younger teams who are hungry and don't want to be, you know, the Buffalo Sabres of the world, 
uh, it's going to be hard to to keep up with them once they get a, a little lead on you. Jimmy? So kind of going off what Justin said, they do play down to the New Jersey Devils. They've done it all year. It's kind of – it's hard to watch these games at times just because they spot them a two-goal cushion almost seems off the bat or they just don't score and they lose one nothing. Um it just it feels like they don't come ready to play. I don't know if it's like, you know, I don't want to compare the Jersey Devils to the Washington Capitals, but sometimes the team just has your number. And I know they were actually winning in shootouts, but I don't really count those as real wins. Um, but I know it's going to be a shot to everybody here on this podcast and the listeners that I was actually rooting against the Bruins the last game. But when you, when, I, mean, I know, right? Um, but when you just don't show up to play and you're playing behind the whole game and you end up pulling out you know, a five, four win. I'm mad. Like that's a game you don't deserve to win. I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of tweaked about that. So why can't we beat New Jersey? I don't know. It's, I think it's somewhere between what uh, Tyler said in Blackwood. And I think it's a lot playing down to the competition. Like Justin said, I know it's kind of like the, the politician middle of the road answer, but it's, it's true. It really is. Yeah. Uh, middle of the road politician answer. It, you know, it, it's still the right answer. They definitely have been playing down to these teams. And, you know, um, we're, we're going to talk about the Islanders game in a minute, but there, there's a team that I think that you should beat better than 50% of the time. Maybe, you know, three out of five, that you should be beating them, and you're not. You can't even get a win out of them. Um, so, and I, I've thought for years, like teams in this area were always playing down. There was there was a time I thought the Pats were playing down to their competition for a while, and you know, just turned yeah. out that Belichick. I think hates one of the Brady. main te- one of the main teams that Boston always plays at at their level is the Buffalo Sabers. This Buffalo team legit is like non-functional. They can't they can't do anything right. And the fact that the Bruins have had close games against this team is wild. Well, and, and let's not forget, uh, two gentlemen, that um, the Bruins had zero five-on-five goals versus the New Jersey Devils until last game. I'm just like, that's unacceptable. I mean, it, the, the, like right now, the standings are close. Thank God Philly lost last night to the uh, to the lowly Buffalo Sabers, uh, but you're, you're teetering on that on, on not being in the playoffs and. Teams like this, like the Buffalo Sabres, New Jersey Devils, and uh, you know the Rangers, those are three teams in your division which have no business being in the playoffs and that you should handle every single time you play them with maybe a game or two that you just, you know, maybe it's a scheduled loss on a back-to-back. But, again, I, I was listening to that stat the other day, and when I heard that the Buffalo uh, – yeah, that the Boston Bruins had zero – five-on-five goals against New Jersey this entire season up until last game, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, I didn't think they was that bad. I mean, yeah, it almost sounds made Jersey. up. I, know. I mean, what do they have for defensemen, too? I mean, you got P.K. Subban, who's on the tail end of his career, and I don't think he's that good anymore. Um, I think you got Ty Smith. He's a young, budding guy, I guess. But Yeah, they have, like, a decent young defensive core. It's just a nothing, basic – nothing special. And, and and you know and and I don't think Blackwood's all that good to be honest with you or, or the other guy or Blackwater whatever the heck his name is um, <laughs> they, they, they're back up I don't know I don't even know but like I think, I think it's like, Kincaid or is that Islanders yeah. Kincaid oh, Kinca- no is Kincaid, Kincaid, uh, is it Kincaid no I I, so. I, I, no no Kincaid's um oh. the Rangers 
Yeah, it was. I thought it was like Blackwood and Black. I don't know, oh, Black something. I don't know. Pulling it up. But anyway, right like it's just they're not they're not like high names out there where you're like you go in there and say, oh man, like Brandon Hopley, for example. Oh man, we always struggle against him. It's like it's these no name dudes. And I'm just like, it, well, why are you struggling against these guys? You know, and if you are playing down to them, you're playing with fire because you're very close to not being. A playoff team right now. So honestly, imagine if Corey bad. Crawford's on that team. If he was still there, oh my god, they would be studs. Scott Wedgwood is one of their backups. Oh, Wedgwood. Okay, so yeah. Wedgwood and Blackwood. Okay, taking a lot of wood down there. Yeah, Miles Wood. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> Wedgwood, Blackwood, Miles Wood. Jesus, that's kind of like, like uh, Don Sweeney only pay, picking Jacobs or uh, Jacobs. Jacobs, <laughs> Richies, uh, Richies, yeah, and the, the wrong Richies. Ugh. Don't forget, he got the, the wrong, wrong Richies first. No, 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 no. Nick Richie's been a stud no, this he's week. No, he's been good for us, especially yeah. this year. I know. I can't say much much bad about him so far. All right, so um, back in what two Thursdays ago. A week ago Thursday, excuse me, on the 25th of March, uh, Tuka Rask returns from injury only to leave after the first period with a two-goal lead, um, which, you know, Yaroslav Halak kind of blew the whole team, really. But um, Carson Kuhlman and Stephen Camper both scored their first goals of the season in the first period. The Islanders would score the next three goals with uh, J.G. Pajot scoring the lone second-period goal. Uh, Josh Bailey and Oliver Wallstrom would score the third in the third, excuse me, before Anders Bjork uh, ties the game with just over two minutes to go in regulation, and it went all for naught when Anthony uh, Bolivier gives New York Islanders the win 21 seconds into overtime. Um, you know, not the the Bruins' best game here. Um, no, they, I thought they, they fought pretty them. hard for the second half of it. They they did play good, but they did blow the game. I think Halak just had a really bad night. Um, yeah, three unanswered goals. That That's just brutal to see, man, always. And then just in the overtime game, Halak, that was a simple shot by Boulevard, and he just could not save that. It was a rocket, but it was just simply aimed. He could have definitely saved that. Yeah, this is another one of those times you, you – this is one of the times you actually had a lead and then you blew it. But, you know, then you're fighting in the third period to get back into it, you know. Um yeah, and the first line was nowhere to be seen this game, too. We needed them for this game, and they were nowhere to be seen. It was all secondary scoring. Which is nice, but because yes. you're fir- if your first line isn't scoring, you need these other guys to score. Um, so it was nice to see them show up, but you would have liked at least something from the first line. You're right about that, Tyler. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Bruce Cassidy, didn't he call out that uh, that top line? Was it after that game that he called out that top line? Did he? And uh, I, I thought it was after that game or one of the like, past couple of games. I, but I'm pretty sure it was that game. He uh, called out the top line and, you know, just said – and he was like brutally – and this is why I love Bruce Cassidy. He's like so honest and upfront about it. Um, granted, I don't know how that always works with the players, but uh, he literally came out and said like guys who he's praised, guys who he's – who he said uh, are absolute leaders in the locker room and who are leaders on the ice. Um, he said we're a disappointment um, the other night. And that's because they, they were absolutely blank by the Islanders. Um, 
But let me tell you, the Islanders play a frustrating, frustrating game of hockey. I mean, their sticks, stick work, they're always in your face every time you enter the zone. They make you battle and work for every bit of uh, ice as well as goals. And um, J.G. Pajot, he owns us like Pasternak owns Toronto. And, like, you can guarantee he's going to score or get a few assists every time we play them. I mean, the Islanders right now, they have our number. It's it's it's. Oh, it's tough. And they've been Even so consistent, are. too. They, they have, oh, yeah. You know, I, they heard, really have. I think it was um, – was it Jaffe or Brickley talking on the uh, the Nesson broadcast about how the Islanders just don't change their identity like some of these teams. you got the Bruins who are still kind of searching for an identity beyond that first line. And, you know, you got the Islanders who – you know, was it Barry Trotz is the coach out there? You know, he's a good coach. He's gonna get their team, the team ready to go every single night. But they just don't, they don't change. They they come with the effort, and you know, their game is their game. They're gonna forecheck, yep. and they're gonna take shots. Yep. And also, the goaltending on that team is also phenomenal. Bomov. Yeah, who's their backup? Don't. Ooh. Ah, uh, trick question. They have no backup. No, just kidding. April Fool's Dave. So you got Varlamov, and I'm. Is it no? Grice went to Detroit, right? Maybe. I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's I our mean, research. You you still you still need to find a way to beat these teams. It's. You know, I, yeah. I like the Islanders. I think they're a, a good team, uh, and I've said that for a while. I just don't understand, like, why you give up goals to a, um, you know, an Ottawa Senators reject in J.G. Pajot, although I do like Pajot. I think he brings a lot to the table. Penalty killer, power play. Um, he has two-handed goals against us. Yeah. He's got two short-handed goals against us, but, I mean, not for nothing uh, – Mackenzie Blackwood has two shutouts against us. So, I mean, are the Bruins really that bad of a team this year? I, I know that we were curious as far as what's going to be going on with the defense, the young defense, and they've they played fairly well throughout this year. But um, I think this year the Bruins are just on the verge of kind of like rebuilding a little bit. They have the players, but they need more. They just need like one more like phenomenal player who can – really score and put pucks in the net. Yeah, and I was going to say their their 5 on 5 offense has just been you know the last game was the probably their best one in a while, but their 5 yeah. on 5 offense is basically non-existent. Yeah, all we need is just one good player on our team that knows how to score and just has a phenomenal season who like knows what he's doing each game he brings it in. A bunch of these players on the secondary lines, they've not run it at all. Like they have one good game and then they just vanish. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, Tyler, to your point, I, I honestly, if, if uh, I honestly think they're missing two top six guys, I think they, I think they really are. I mean, I, like, because I, I look at the roster, and no player outside of that top line do I look at and say, oh yeah, he's a top six guy. Even as good as Nick Ritchie's doing, I still think he'd be much better on a third line, and I think that's where he'd be on a really good forward group. Um, he'd be a third line guy, perhaps even fourth line guy. Um, but the problem is, it's just again, you know, 
not to mention names here, but someone's just thrown a bunch of third and fourth liners into our lineup and said, hey, you know, let's let's see what they can do. You know, like a lot of hopefuls, you know, and no bonafide players. And, you know, this is kind of what you get. And um, I think with the Islanders, if you guys notice, the Bruins do not match up well against bigger physical teams. And mm-hmm. Islanders, Washington, Tampa, uh, St. Louis, all those he- big, heavy teams, the Bruins just turn into a puddle. They absolutely turn into a puddle. I don't know what it is. Um, I like I like the addition of Frederick, but I think, you know, he, even though he brings kind of like the attitude and toughness that you need, you still need guys, like bigger guys who can, you know, be that physical edge as well as produce for you. And the Bruins just don't have that. And again, uh, Nick Ritchie's not enough. I don't think he's, you know, he's in, in kind of inconsistent in that, like, he may score one goal a game and then be invisible for the next three. Out of all the secondary players, though, he has been the most consistent out of all of them. Who, he, has been, he has been, Tyler. No, no Ritchie. Uh, Nick Ritchie. Oh, okay. Nick Ritchie. I'm sorry. But I think if, if he's been your most consist, uh, consistent, like, uh, secondary scorer, then your offense is not that great. No. <laughs> your offense is not that great. And uh, I, I'm hoping that it's it's addressed. That's what I have to say. But and these most, physical teams, man. Most of Richie's goals, especially to start the year, came on the power play. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, power play is great. Yes, you need a power play to win. But you also need that balance of a uh, of a five-on-five game. I mean, yeah, it, the Bruins are, have one of the best lines in hockey. I mean, it used to be the best. I'm not so I'm not so convinced of it this year. No, um, I don't think so. I don't think so this year. No. Um, excuse me. They're good, but they're just better teams out there, like Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. Yeah, but they're, the, they're killing it over in Toronto. I think what I wanted to say is I, I feel like the the team has been just leaning on this line way too much, and it goes back to the argument I've had: is you gotta break that top line up somehow. You gotta do it on the Great team. Bergeron needs to switch. That's the that might be the the, the key that they have not used yet. Yeah, I, I, I like that idea of doing that. I think Krejci has played well when he's been moved up to that first line between Pasternak and Marshan. Um or you gotta, or you gotta break up the the top power play somehow, which, you know, that just means you're gonna lose half your goals, you know. Well, uh, we haven't been scoring in regulation five on five, so. Right. So if you if you break up that that top line for the power play, then there goes half. That's what that's my point is you'd be breaking up half your um. Half your you lose half your goals because the rest of the team can't score. It's just this one line for the most part, and then your yeah. secondary scoring shows up what once every eight games if you're lucky. An eighth of the time you you start getting some backup scoring, and then you get guys like Jake DeBrusque who I I feel like in the last month this is his second or third stint on the COVID list. So what the hell is going on there? Did he did he I. One time it was a false positive. He was back for a game, then he was off on the COVID list again. I think he came back for one more game, and he hasn't been on the ice for over a week. So I just, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I know the COVID situation sucks, but what's going on? What's going on there? Why? Why does he get a false positive, and now he's, is he positive? Like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm confused, and I'm just rambling. Let's move on to the next game, which was Saturday. The 27th versus Buffalo, an actual win for the Bruins. 
they would hand Buffalo the 17th straight loss. Uh, Buffalo, as mentioned, would uh, um, actually win last night against Philadelphia. I think their losing streak ends at 18 games, which is tied Correct. tied for second longest of all time. It was it's up there. It's second longest of all time. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Boston would give up a power play goal to Sam Reinhart. Reinhardt in the first. Matt Grizzlick ties the game 11:41 into the second. Um, but Kyle Ocposo, I think I got that right this week, would give Buffalo the lead back about three minutes later. And then 5:22 into the third period, our buddy Nick Ritchie would even the game at two. And just under four minutes left in the game, Craig Smith provides the game winner. Um, again, we talked last last time we talked. Justin and Tyler, I had said that the Buffalo game was too tight for me. This is another game that was too tight for me, you know? Yes, this is a tightly contested game against possibly one of the worst teams we have ever seen in the NHL, the 2020-21 Buffalo Sabres. This was a close game against that team. It, uh, it's still a shitty game from the Bruins. This is the Buffalo Sabres, man. Can't play like this. These, can't have these kind, these kind of games. Should be blowouts. Well, and, and 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 you know to 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 that point too, Tyler. It's like um, Acapozo too. Um, I think we discussed uh, earlier on the season about how the Bruins are like notorious for giving like no namers or like whatever, like their first NHL goals and stuff like that. Acapozo well, people who are like scored. super cold, that like just frozen. They yeah. haven't scored in months. And Acapozo is one of those guys. He has two goals. Well, going into that, uh, after that game, he had two goals this season. Both came against the Bruins. Both from, from the Bruins. And I mean, again, the, the Buffaloes, I mean, the Bruins aren't like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you like they're, they're, they're phenomenal because they're not. But it's a team, again, that they should handle and they should handle well. And it, the fact that like that game was even like, I was sitting there thinking, like, it, it, this could be a loss right now. You could lose this game. It's just – it's concerning to me. It's very concerning um, as to – and it, like, it, it still looked like they had to muster what they could just to get at least, like, a few goals in there. It was it was, it was, it was tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be – you shouldn't be pacing around your house like I was or, you know, chomping on your fingernails, you know, like all nervous style. You get that heart rate up. Yeah, watching hockey is exciting, and I enjoy watching it, but I don't want to be sweating games like this. Like Buffalo, The Buffalo games uh, and even the New Jersey games have just been atrocious this year at, at best. Um, you you went 0 for 5 on the power play in this game. You got five power plays against one of the worst teams in the NHL. And you do nothing. Oh, my God. That's brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah, I just – yeah, I forgot they went 0 and 5. This is just, it's not a good game from the Bruins. That 0 and 5 just proves it. That, that's just another point to switching up the power play lines a little bit. Um, and I know that they've done some stuff. You know, they've gone to – at one point, I think they had five forwards up there, and they've gone to four forwards and a D. They brought the two D men in, so it's not—it's not that Cassidy's not trying to get stuff going. It's—it's it's the team at this point. Um, your your older core is starting—is starting to show it a little bit. I—I I know Bergeron yeah. is still 
pretty decent defensively, but you can see he's a little bit slower out there. Marshawn um, had a crazy assist a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then, you know, you got David Postanak, who is David Postanak. But, I mean, Krejci's looking slow. Um, you got all sorts of injuries on the back end. You got um, Miller, who we mentioned was back to skating, but they don't have a timetable on him. And, and at any moment, his two knees or whatever could just, you know, God knows. He, he They said he was out with a sore knee, and it's been a month. So... They got to figure that out, and with the trade deadline coming, I have no confidence right now that uh, Don Sweeney's going to do anything good for this team because yeah, you, I, you do need a top defender and you do need a, another score, a top six score. They, we got to go for a secondary score who just knows how to do what he does. Uh, but the, the thing that sucks about this, we're throwing away another first round draft pick for this year, man. Just, just to get somebody for the next, for the last like month and a half of the season. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he does nothing for us. Hey, you, and and you guys may actually find it surprising here, but I'm actually, I'm actually one of those proponents for, um, don't do anything at the trade line. Don't. Sell. If anything, be sellers. Yep. Sell. I want because I want draft picks. I want the farm system replenished. I don't think any move that they will do. Um, we'll put them over the edge and we'll make them contenders. Absolutely not. Bergeron's too old. Uh, Krejci's too old. Uh, you don't have enough secondary scoring. Their decor is too young. Um, and they're, just, they're up and coming. I like their decor. I like the, what they're going there. But right now, you need to replenish that forward group. And I, I'm honestly, I'm done with these. I, I, I just don't trust John Sweeney with his – the only – significant trade move that he did that was really good was Charlie Coyle trade. That was, and he signed Ryan Johansson. Those, those are the only two, two, two players where I can say, okay, he did well there. But outside of that, I don't trust him to do an in-season move. I don't trust that he'll do a good in-season move. I want him to sell. And if you can get a first round pick for Krejci, do it. If you can get um, something for, I don't know, like the uh, uh, Smiths or, or, or Jake DeBrusque, do it. Um, I'm all about them being sellers and replenishing their farm system. I really am. Yeah, and it doesn't bode well for the Bruins that they've played only 32 games tied with Montreal for the least amount of games played. So you know their schedule is going to be crazy for the next couple of months. And with that older mm-hmm. core, you, you got to bring in something younger. You're, you know, should you sell at the trade deadline? Yeah, you should sell some pieces. I think, because I, I, I don't know if it's going to be worth it. If you right now you're three points in the playoffs, you're uh, three points ahead of Philadelphia. You have 41. They have 38. Uh, you have three games in hand on them. You have games in hand on everybody underneath you. But it's Philly, the Rangers, the Devils, and Buffalo. All teams that you seem to have a hard time with. So, I mean, at least you're playing Pittsburgh tonight. You seem to play pretty well against Pittsburgh. Well, let's see. Oh yeah! Fun fact: the Bruins went two for twelve in the in the power play for this week. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, Ugh, they missed, that's, awful. that's awful, man. Ten missed opportunities. Well, when you go all for five against the the Buffalo's uh, lightsabers. The that Star Wars. <laughs> Quick. Dallas Star Wars. That makes sense. Quick little Star Wars uh, reference. All right. Uh, so on Sunday, 
what, just over 24 hours later, uh, the Bruins were blanked by Mackenzie Blackwood, making 40 saves against the Bruins. Um, It was his second shutout against them. No, his first of the year, but the second time the Bruins had been shut out. Um, And... You know, Boston had two potential goals called back in the third period. The first for goaltender interference. Um, Justin, I know you weren't happy about that one. I mean, I guess it was open for a little interpretation. I feel like Krejci was making the move towards the puck when the glove went down and then he hit it. So I feel like it was a continuous play. It's not like it was covered. I didn't feel it was the puck was covered. And then he jabbed at it. Um, and then the second one came in the final seconds of the game. Uh, I think it was a Bergeron shot that Blackwood just made a great kick save, keeping the puck from completely crossing the goal line. Tyler, we were talking about that. Yeah. Um, I I felt like you could still see Black over the red line, but it shouldn't have come down to those two goals. In the la- those were both within the last five minutes of the game, I believe. Justin, why don't you give us your, uh, your thoughts on the first one against Krejci, uh, getting that one called back. Yeah, I, I honestly, Dave, I, I think that was pulling hairs. Quite honestly, I think that's that's just one of those calls that was absolutely pulling hairs. I, I, we've seen it before. Uh, one game a few years back with uh, Bergeron against um, Price. I think there was one where he, I think he grazed him, um, and it was called goaltender interference. Um, but I've also seen the Bruins get a call, um, a, a goal called um, for something similar. I, 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 I. I can't remember what team it was or what goaltender, but who had his um, glove, glove like getting on the puck, but the referee never blew, blew the play dead, and someone jabbed it under his glove and in. Uh, and I just remember the goaltender being pissed off, but they allowed it. It was a good goal. Um, similar situation here. My thing is again, you're pulling hairs. I that that should be a goal. Play wasn't called dead. He jabbed it and like you know um, was able to get it in, which was great. Uh, I, I don't see why you recall that. I really don't. I, that's, I think that's a, another stupid call by the refs. The second call, I get it. I get it. I mean, like, from, from like, what, what, what I'm seeing and what we've always seen this season because we had a similar goal like that, um, I'm pretty sure if the puck is vertically, like, on its edge, um, they're not going to really call it a goal if it's, if it, unless it's flat and clearly crossed the red line. And honestly, it, it never crossed the red line fully except for that vertical point. And, like, again, I think refs are going to look at it being flat, not vertical. Um, so the second goal, I, I get that. That's not a goal. That was that was a, just barely a save, but he saved it nonetheless. So I, I agree with that being, um, you know, a no-goal call. Uh, but going back to your point, Dave, I, they should never put themselves in this, in this position in the first place. I mean, what are you doing here? You, you're getting blanked by Blackwood, and you can't produce any goals against a, a lowly New Jersey team. Come on. I mean, like, seriously. So, first goal, uh, first goal I would like to have seen back on the board. Um, but second goal was, I, I agree with, that was a good call. Tyler? Uh, yeah, that goaltender interference one, that's just bullshit, as Justin said. Like, to disallow goals, man, That that's just really demoralizing to see. I mean, definitely, this was a, we had a lot of shots on Mackenzie Blackwood. We just could not beat him. He's just always good against us, man. But I think Justin said everything that I wanted to say. And for those of you who are paying attention, uh, Jim, Jimmy hasn't spoken in a while because we put him on mute. We don't want to hear his bullshit. No, just kidding. He uh, he got cut off. He'll be back <laughs> if he can. He's got some uh, 
computer issues he's trying to work out. So um, we we like to kid Jimmy. He's a lot of fun. Um, so the second New Jersey game was two days ago um, on Tuesday. Boston needs the shootout to beat New Jersey after rallying in the third. Miles Wood opens the score. Again, there's more wood down there. Uh, there's more wood than a forest in New Jersey. Opens the score. Uh, Miles Wood opens the score in a minute 28 into the game. Nick Ritchie ties it about four minutes, four and a half minutes later. Uh, then Michael McLeod, about halfway through the period, gives New Jersey the lead back. Travis Travis Zajac. I want to say Pat Zajac every time I see his name. Uh, he still plays. The, <laughs> extends the lead. Uh, 3:45 into the second period. Marshawn, Brad Marshawn would add a power play goal at 15:48 of the second period to pull Boston within a goal. But then less than two minutes later, uh, Kyle Palmieri, another guy who the Bruins jump-started his season, I believe this was Palmieri's fourth goal out of eight against the Bruins, um, makes the game 4-2 to New Jersey. And then I wanted Jimmy to be here for this, but Norris Candidate, Charlie McAvoy scores a goal, 10-22 mark of the third period to cut the into New Jersey's lead, and Matt Grizzlick ties the game with about four with exactly four minutes to go. Um, Charlie Coyle and David Posenak both score in the shootout, and Yaroslav Halak uh, would stop both New Jersey shot attempts in the shootout, giving Boston just their second win versus New Jersey, both by way of the shutout. Again, why are we playing down to these shitty teams? Um, you know, you jump start and cold plays left and right. Uh, a Capozo, Palmieri. Uh, there was, I think, there was at least one or two other guys earlier in the year who got their first goal against the Bruins. Um, you know, again, I said earlier, thank God you're playing Pittsburgh tonight because at least you'll play up to some competition. Yeah, it's just, it's the secondary scoring, man. It's this, it's the main issue, and we keep bringing this up, like. They always give out these one half shots, these half-assed shots, and the goalies just—they—they've they, been there a game against us. They—they they think just the fact that we're just like we're said to be an elite team. I think every team in this division believes it, and they pray they're like their overall best. Yeah, there's something to be said for when you're one of the better teams, you, you're gonna see the best from the other teams, but. I mean, you, you, at some point, you got to show it yourself, don't you? Yeah. Completely agree with that. You got to give your all in every single game. Play like it's your last. Well, you know, I, I, I think, guys, um, the, the, other game, uh, the other night was uh, wicked sloppy with New Jersey, um, quite honestly. If you notice, like, all those goals were scored because the guy walked in completely uncovered. Um, I, I think it was the first goal. Um, I, I think, honestly, Lausanne sucked in the past game. Uh, the first goal was like a lazy pass by Lausanne um, to Bergeron. I mean, you had a clear out. You so that's the one they, clear they, pass. they grabbed at the blue line and had that real quick pass in? Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 I believe, I believe it, was that, it, was, it was that same one. It's just like, it was just a lazy pass uh, when you had an opening to clear it. Um, and what does he do? He like He like – Bailey puts it. He puts it right behind Bergeron, and a New Jersey guy comes in, gets it, and bangs it home. I was like, that was just a terrible goal. Um, yeah, I, I, there was a, another point too, where like they were trying to get it out of the zone, and what do they do? They they um, 
Hey, Jimmy! Jimmy, hey. Jimmy's back from his Starbucks run. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, 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 I wish it was a Starbucks. Yeah, look at that, dude. Uh, I wish it was you realize how, how hungover he looked. He's got the sunglasses now. It's too bright in there, right? Uh, my future's too bright, guys. I'm, I'm like the Buffalo Sabres. My, 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 my future's too bright. You got to wear shades? Yeah. <laughs> I was on the, uh, the shade part of shades, just saying. <laughs> Well, Jimmy, welcome back. We um, were just touching base on the the games. We were closing up with the um, the two New Jersey games, um, and Mister Reality over here was telling us exactly how bad the Bruins are. But you, you missed you missed my Norris Trophy candidate Charlie McAvoy statement. So it's fine. I mean, hey, when anybody who can skate around the net and people go insane, I mean, how can't we give this guy a trophy? And this is not. This oh is, my God! That's not his. In, 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 in this society, everybody gets a trophy. He skates around that one time, and people go, "Oh my God, this guy goes around the world. Give him a trophy." Yeah, let's give him a trophy. Sure. I've never heard you complain about See, it when they say it about Pasternak doing the, the trip around the uh, offensive oh, zone. I, mean, I haven't seen it all over my Instagram feed for four days though. We'll <laughs> guarantee Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr, Roman Yossi, any of the guys do it. Oh man, that's awesome, man. That's sick. I Charlie Moore, Charlie McAvoy does it. Like, there's only there's only one other guy. So demotivated. There's only one other guy. That gets the same kind of oh my god he skated around the net and that's Carlson but the difference is Carlson's actually a decent offensive player and McAvoy's average. Actually, it's anybody that uh, Pierre's talking about on the NBC broadcast. Well, Pierre doesn't like anybody who wears black and gold. Unless yeah, it's but he like, but he'll absolutely like, choke on everyone else. Yeah. Oh, are, are you kidding me? He has Adam Fox so so far down his throat. He's coming out of his ass, for Christ's sakes. Did you know him and Charlie McAvoy played on the same team? Junior team? The yep. same defensive team in college? I did, actually. I did. Yeah. yeah. It's burned into my reality, just like I know that uh, Charlie Coyle is from Weymouth and uh, Wagner's from, oh, uh, fuck, who cares? <laughs> Wagner's from Walpole. Oh, that's right. Walpole. Straight out of Walpole prison. <laughs> yeah, apparently Bruin scouts like don't get outside of Massachusetts. They they all just go to like the local high schools and shit like that. And they're like, oh, okay. That's apparently all Bruin scouting does. Yeah, Bruin scouting was preparing for the pandemic well before the pandemic was even a thought. Yeah. You gotta stay in the state, guys. Sorry, you no. can't I can't afford to send you to New Hampshire. <laughs> Like seriously, like, <laughs> they're hoping to find the next Patrick Kane. It's like, dude, stop. Patrick, Patrick no. Kane is <laughs> Patrick Kane is the best American-born hockey player, hands down. I, I have to agree with history. you there. He's history. Yeah, he's a yeah, I mean, he is, champion. Yeah. I mean, I, I I was listening to Spit and Chicklets. I'm not a big fan of their podcast, but I was listening to it, and I think it was Ryan Whitney said that he uh, says that. You know he's the best American-born hockey player. He's, he starts going off stats. I'm like, he's right. I mean, he's got he's got cups. He's got you know, he's got goals. Iconic, he iconic, iconic goals. Like I mean, it's just I mean, the fact that they're even still in the playoff hunt without Taze, it's strictly it's Kane to uh, to bring it. Yeah, yeah, and they they like guys like Kirby Dutch, a couple other young guns over there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Doc, yeah. Doc's pretty good. No, but 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 Patrick Kane. When you watch that guy play, it's it's like wow, dude. He's a stud. He's an absolute stud. He's been, he's been <sighs> ten years. It's insane. Uh, it's even more than ten. Yeah, years. Yeah, he's he's old now. He's like thirty one now. Thirty one. Yeah. I think he's like Brad Marchand age. Yeah, it feels it feels like he's still you know twenty three, and he's not. That uh, so cute. that Central Division is 
kind of tight, tight though on the it's bottom there. Well, that that middle. Well, it is because I, I didn't what, realize, I didn't realize Chicago down, was only was you know only percentage points out or tiebreakers out. You know, because they have thirty nine points. Nashville is thirty nine, and right behind them is uh, Columbus with thirty six. So, I did not realize that. I got to pay attention to the standings Tight more race. often. <laughs> I'm not sure what the Rangers are doing in our division. I mean, they're kind of uh, they're there. I mean, not. I mean, no one's no. I mean, I think the four teams that are in right now for our for us are going to stay in. Yeah, the only the only wild card there is if Philly can wake up. But if Philly wakes up, that puts your Boston Bruins on the outside looking in. And if that was to happen and you don't and you don't sell at the trade deadline we were just kind of mentioning that jimmy while you weren't here is uh do you want to do you want to add pieces at the trade deadline or do you want to sell sell so yep. we we've sell. talked about a few things over the last couple of weeks um tyler's dad roger has gotten mad at us because i want to trade Krejci. Yep. uh get some if he yep. if he's playing that well right now get some value for him before you just let him walk you give him the krug and chara treatment no, I I've been saying this for about. You've been saying it for like ten three, years to trade Krejci. I know that three or four years now, at least. Trade Krejci, trade Rask. I would, I would, I would shop. I would sh- listen to offers on uh, Coil. Um, I know even McAvoy. I guess no, uh, no. I mean, I'm not going that far. As much as I would love to say, that, I'm not going to go that far either. Um, now, my th- my thing with Coil is that he's too streaky to be a number. He's too streaky to be a number two center for you. And I know he people want him to be the future. I don't think he's going to be the number two guy. He's way too streaky. So I mean, he's a third line guy, and he's, gonna, he's way overpaid for a third line player. So you're saying you don't want a streaky number two? <laughs> no, no one wants a streaky number two. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want treadmarks there, man. <laughs> yeah. no, no Mexican before the broadcast, please. Uh. Mexican That's Mexican food, food guys. Don't before I, like, I get canceled for nothing. I was, was going to say, I could be taking so many different ones. Oh, God. No Taco Tuesdays on Thursdays, all right? And, and here we go. And next thing we know, Dave was never seen again. He's <laughs> off the air. Never come back. Yeah. Uh, oh, did I offend somebody? All right. Take a number. I'll get to you when it's your turn. All right. Um, Jimmy, you got since you kind of missed out on the games, anything you want to mention over the last four games, or you just want to move on to studs and duds? We can move on. Uh, pretty much, I mean, I, I hit I hit my uh, thoughts on um, you just on, want, you on, on Jersey, and and uh, I one of my studs and duds includes the Islanders game. So, and the Sabers don't really warrant any more attention than they get. So, I'm okay with that. So we can move on. All right. One, two, Let's play three studs. Rashad score! Bergeron! Bergeron! In game seven! And the Bruins win the series! And three duds. Here's a catastrophic misplay back of the Boston goal, and Anders Lee tucks it in. One, two, three. So, Jimmy, why don't you start us off on studs and duds since you've, uh, for once, done the least amount of talking. I know, right? <laughs> Do you want to start the duds first? Uh, studs. All right. So my three studs, um, I'm going with um, – we'll go number one is my boy, Nick Ritchie. Um, he's getting hot again. I know just 
don't know. I, he he scores. He's a streaky scorer, and I know that you know we just talk about streaky players, but when he's hot, he's hot. Um, my number two is Grizzlick. You know he's back and he's scoring goals. This is what an offensive defenseman does. He scores two goals, unlike just skating around the net and you know making Instagram go crazy. And uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Smith for my number three. Um, I don't like his Cam Newton celebration. Um, I think you know. I know that's the only thing he does. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you want a guy who doesn't really, I mean, doesn't really score, doesn't score that never, often, still pretending he's Superman. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't really like that, but I mean, kid's clutch. You can say what you want. He's clutch. He, he, he I don't know how many game winners he has this year. I can look it up, but he's clutch when it comes to scoring goals. It's not numbers wise, but it's timely. And he kind of reminds me a lot of what, you know, um, why am I drawing a blank on this guy's name now? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on the, but there was, oh God, it was two years ago. Is it Corrali? Yeah, it was Corrali who kept scoring late in overtime or late in the third period. And it was just, he wasn't putting up the goals, but I mean, it's, it reminds me a lot of that. So I got Smith, Grizzlick, and Richie for my studs. I got Smith for three game winners this year. Okay, three. That's on the NHL app. Ooh. Sponsored, TM. <laughs> yeah, not, not, <laughs> not sponsored. The only <laughs> thing we're sponsored by is my coffee maker. That's right, my coffee maker. Save $20 a week just by making my coffee at home. Uh, Tyler, how about your studs? Uh, my first, that's going to be Charlie McAvoy. He's, he's just been consistent as usual. Uh, this season's got 21 points in 32 games. Uh, <laughs> last five games, he's been Jimmy pretty incredible. Jimmy just died inside a little bit. He's got four points in these last five games. Uh, decent plus minus score. But he's been really good this year, Charlie McAvoy. And I like the, I like this last couple of games. My second stud's going to be Nick Ritchie. He's a bummer boy lately. He's been the most consistent player, as I said before, in the secondary lineup. And, yeah, he's been getting a lot of goals. A couple of them just the same usual, just a rebound. And for my third stud, it will be Steven Camper. I've liked what I've seen from him for these past couple of games. Uh, he had a goal, which just surprised me. I never. He hasn't had a goal in, like, 700 games, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> He hasn't had a goal since the Bruins won the Cup. <laughs> I forgot he was even on the team until I started seeing some of the commercials and the highlights from yeah. uh, 2011. I forgot you he know, was I, even I on looked, the team back then. I looked at the Twitter page; like they didn't even like update his like you know goal page. <laughs> he's just the, like the 2019 version of it. <laughs> you know, yeah, he had a goal and he's he's been consistent. He's had no bad bad um, moves or anything. Justin? Uh, so, we'll see, my, uh, my first stud is, of course, going to be Charlie McAvoy. Um, absolute stud. He's blossoming offensively. Uh, it, I think it's very hard for a defenseman to, um, you know, it, it, defense is a very hard position in general in the NHL. And um, Charlie McAvoy, who's being asked to basically play all three zones uh, and play 25 minutes a night, and uh, it's a tough position to develop in. Victor Hedman, I love that, love that guy. But even when he first started, he didn't pop off the score sheet. Um, so it takes a little bit to develop. But I think now Charlie McAvoy, as the season's gone on, has gotten a lot more confident 
in the offensive zone um, and has gotten much more uh, willing to, you know, go down to the corners, go around to the front of the net. Um, he's he's now score he's um, scoring maybe not like every game, but he doesn't I, 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 he doesn't have to. Um, but like and he's setting up all these points and assists and plays and he's just been uh, he's been terrific. He's fun to watch. He's getting even better. He's he's like going to be the when he's in his prime in like you know two or three years. You know the marquee like top five defenseman, and he's only playing like he's in in the top ten as he as he is now. I he, I love watching that kid. Um, he's and without him, um, our decor is scary. Um, it's good, but yeah, it's not. It's scary. Honestly, you, you, you I, need I thought, that number one guy. Yeah, Justin, I thought this year the defensive core would not be great at all, but I think McAvoy's really built them up to be kind of like one of the best. Oh, absolutely, Tyler. Absolutely. I mean, again, that number one D-man is so important to any team. And to see him really taking on that role and blossoming and budding into, like, one of these young up-and-coming defensive stars, it's a huge reason why their decor is as good as it is. Um, Second second player I I, I, I reluctantly is uh, Matt Grizzlick. He's, you know, also been responsible for a handful of goals, uh, you know, so he's been pretty active offensively. I still don't like him defensively. I still think he gets bullied and pushed around his own end. But he's been um, a big reason why you've even been in some of these games because of his scoring. So uh, him. And then uh, last but not reach is, again, Nick Ritchie. I mean, he's been your most consistent second secondary scorer. Um, I would still like to see, you know, I, I still – Always hope to see a little bit more from him, but so far he's been your best secondary scorer, and that you know, it and it's also because of him that you've been in some of these games. So those have got to be my three studs. Yeah, um, I got Grizzly as my number three. Two goals this week, playing with McAvoy, uh, Jimmy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you the heart attack. I see you muted yourself, so that way we won't have to hear you arguing with us. Um, I have Nick Ritchie as my second stud. <laughs> two goals and assists in the last four games. And uh, one guy nobody's mentioned is David Krejci. He had five assists in the last four games. He's going to be my number one stud for this week. Yes, trade him now before he uh, shows how old he is. Um, yeah, i, I got to be honest with you. I, 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 I kind of forgot right about this, but Krejci has been really good. Yeah, he had like a good week. games. But, you know, it's – week eight of the season or something like that or actually man, it, honestly he was like the reason weeks, why probably well, more like week he was the reason of the why season, we beat and he's finally the having a good week in the last game sorry tyler i didn't mean to cut you off no good man um no i honestly you know I, i'll come around on him too dave and i and tyler like i'll come around a little bit on him too um i still think he's an aging center i don't think he's the player he once was i think he's slow um but you know i i, I do give the guy credit in the sense that like He's still able to produce somewhat um, with the revolving door of like nobody's on his on his wings. So I mean, you know, in, in a way, like so, I, I I gotta give him credit for that. And again, like, you know, he was instrumental in the 2019. He was instrumental in 2011 and 2013. So uh, I give the guy credit, but he's a guy you gotta get rid of. He's a guy you gotta sell now while you still can. But I'm not se- selling for a bag of potatoes. You know, if a guy if a team says, hey. First round pick David Krejci or first round pick and a high prospect, absolutely done deal. But if they're saying, "Oh, we'll give you like you know, um, I don't know, Jesus, some fourth Jake, line dude," we'll, no, we'll, yeah, we'll no. trade you Jake DeBrusque for him. <laughs> 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 you laugh, I'll probably take that trade. 
Yeah, Sweeney would. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take that here. Here's Krejci for literally. He'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, wait. I mean, he, he, oh, he doesn't afterwards, produce. Afterwards, he'd be like, oh, crap. That's right. We have DeBrusque. I mean, I mean, I, I would I would take Krejci <laughs> for a third-round pick. I, I would take I would take a third-round pick for him. Yeah, I, I don't think you get, if you do trade Krejci, you're going to get a first-round no. for him. I think maybe, I think a, maybe second a second is even thinking yeah. a, a little on the higher side. I think a third for him. It's more of a salary dump at this point. I'd take a third and a, uh, a starting... Mm-hmm. Middle six winger. So DeBrusque? Yeah. yeah. But one yeah. that can actually score on a consistent basis. Hey, a, a quick shout out to my boy, uh, Greg McKegg. Finally, <laughs> like, I mean. Finally gets on the ice, finally scores. That, that's, that's been my boy for so long in NHL, uh, like at 19, so like that as my captain. And <laughs> I forgot he was even in our organization. All of a sudden, I, I got a notification that Greg McKegg scored for us. I'm like, oh my God, it's coming to fruition. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, Jimmy, why don't you start us off with the Duds? I thought he sucked. <laughs> too. I hated that guy. Okay. Um, so the Duds are a little more I, – I couldn't really find two of them, so I, my third one, I kind of just threw a name out there. Um, so my third one is Clifton. Um, he just – at times, he kind of just looks lost out there. He's definitely, I think, the weakest link out there at times um, on the defensive end. That, he, that was a little more of a stretch because I couldn't really find a third one, so I apologize for that. Um, my second one is uh, Halak. He, you know, did not look good um, in the games he played, um, in my opinion, especially against New Jersey. New Jersey is not that high power of a team. You give up. The, um, only, the only New Jersey game he looked good in was the one nothing shutout. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Just, I mean, I know that, you know, Rask, you know, tapping out whatever the hell's going on with him again. Um, but, and he kind of got thrown in there, but it's, you're getting paid money and he's not looking good. I mean, he looked good last, he, he, he looked good last year. He, he's not, he's, at times he looked like the better goalie um, this year between him and Rask, and there's times where he looks like he is like Malcolm Subban 2.0. And uh, my first dud is Bruins Islanders. I don't know. Talk about a team that has our number. The Islanders have our number. It's ridiculous this year. And I, um, I think we have one win against them this year. Maybe one win. Nope. No, we don't. Okay. We don't have a single one. Okay, nope. that's why. I, I I was giving them benefit of the doubt that they actually showed up against the Islanders, but it's it's a, the way we're losing these games is. Either one not showing up or giving up a late goal, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, they show up to the game. They just don't show up until the Ford Final Five. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> it's just so my it's the Bruin, Bruins Islanders. It's like they're just I don't know what it is. It's Barry Trotz. I don't I I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just I, maybe they're scared of the blue and orange. I I, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Trotz that it was. Uh, maybe it wasn't Holpe down in Washington all those years. Maybe it was Trotz. Well, we can't use that excuse because we still lose to Washington. So I mean, <laughs> well, that's Chara's fault. Oh, uh, I mean, you mean the Norris Trophy candidate, Zdeněk Chara? Uh, no, uh, I don't believe he was in the conversation like Charlie McAvoy. But okay, I, he be. Oh, and of course you freeze. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, because because even Streamyard knows how BS his takes are. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Jimmy fixed yeah, his computer. I'll- Oh, he's back. It was just like, like, yo, screw this. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was great. Your computer shut you off. <laughs> Me? Yeah. <laughs> you were mid-sentence. Like, and like, your, oh, right, your computer was like, no, nope, I'm calling BS. <laughs> All right, Tyler, who are your duds? My first that's going to be uh, David Pasenak. This week, he just did not play great at all. Um it, You know, that New York Islanders game we had this week, it was our best one we ever played against that team. But David Pasternak, he was nowhere on that game. And the first, to be honest, if we had, if he was around, if he's on the scoreboard, we probably could have beaten that team. 
And that's for these other past couple of games. He only had one point, only against the Buffalo Sabres. And it wasn't even a goal. It was an assist. And a minus two in the latest Devils game. Although he did score in the shootout. I remember that. But it just was not a great way for him. For him. Yeah, I think and, that might be the first time all year that we've had uh, Pasternak on the bottom three. Yeah. Uh, my second dud's going to be the yeah, Islanders, Devils. Just this, these two teams. We always just did not play well against them. It's teams that we should definitely beat. Do you, when just, you say the Islanders, Devils, you mean the Bruins versus those two teams? Yes. Okay. Just like yeah. Jimmy, I'm, I'm, I assumed meant Bruins, uh, Islanders was Bruins versus the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. No, no, no. Just clarifying. Yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about it. Just like the Bruins, they always play at their level. Like we should be – we're – we're, we're said to be better than these teams, but we never we can never beat them. And to be honest, it's why we're not going to win the playoffs. Even if we make it, it doesn't matter to me because we can't beat these teams. I mean, if we can't beat them, how are we going to play against them in the playoffs? Uh, same old, same old. Could you imagine going up against uh, the Islanders in the first round? You'd, you'd be screwed. Yeah, we're going to be swept. You're already going to go we, we, 0 for 8. What's another four losses, you know? 0 for 12 on the season, you think? Any bets on I that one, Jimmy? Uh, I I would call gentleman sweep there. Like would lose, <laughs> lose five. Yeah. And my last thought's gonna be Halak. As I I agree with Jimmy, he's just has been pretty flat during these last couple of games. I feel like if we had Dan Vladar in a couple of these, uh, these like close games, we probably could have beaten some of these teams with Dan Vladar. Yeah, I see, guys. It it, it was. It's tough uh, because I have a lot of duds this uh, on my list this week. Seriously, because it, there's not much that is really eye popping and awesome about the Bruins right now. I at first uh, definitely has to go to David Posnock. I mean, what one assist in four games or something like that? He's gone super cold. He's been totally un- not noticeable out there. Uh, the other night they were on the power play. Um, he had a wide open net at one point, and he was at that um, you know, on the top of that circle, which is like that Ovechkin shot, and he just whiffs the net. And I'm just like, dude, like, dude, that's a goal you score. Um, so I don't know what's up with him right now, but he's just he's been awful. Um, second, it's the fourth line is my second day of the week. Um, although I'm going to highlight Trent Frederick um, as much as I've liked Trent Frederick this year. He's also been another guy who, dude, where, where are you? Where have you been? I mean, he hasn't been overly physical. He hasn't been chirping at guys. He hasn't been, like, nearly as intense as he, as he was when he started the season. Bruce Cassie just called out the young players the other day saying, hey, we had all this physicality. We had all this, like, you know, um, energy from these young guys. Where did it go? Uh, and he's been, I think, at the heart of that. Where has it been? I haven't seen any energy from him uh, for good portions of the other, of uh, the New Jersey game the other night. Um, anytime that fourth line was on the ice with Trent Frederick at center, they were pinned in their own end and they were just getting beat up and bruised. Um, so that 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 line's been absolutely terrible, and I think that's been a line that's like very been. I'm hoping if Crowley comes back, it helps solve that issue a little bit more. But outside of that, that fourth line's been atrocious uh, for a good portion of the season. And um, oh. God, I mean, my third, third dead right now. I it's it's that's tough. I give it to secondary scoring and goaltending. I guess has to be my, you know, 
third and you know kind of lumping two in together here but my third duds i mean they've been a best um, to watch halak is halak i mean people like you know he's not a starting goat like you he's saw him for star. anything more than two straight games and you're gonna get a yeah you're gonna get an absolute puddle during one of those games um that's why i'm just like ride the kid no, he's not a full-time starter, and uh, and that, and you see that. So that's why I'm just like, play Vladar, ride him, like see what that kid can do. Let him put together a few games. So uh, that's a little questionable. And then, again, secondary scoring, no surprise there. I know they got some of it the other night, but, I mean, that you got to take that with a grain of salt because then you're probably not going to get any goals from the secondary scorers for the next, like, six games or so. So, I mean, it's just, again, it's hard to pinpoint any – it's just – it's been not great. It's been not great. Yeah, um, for my duds, I'm going to agree with you on the Trent Frederick take. Um, I really feel like you just haven't seen him as much. He's got no points. He's a minus one, and he's only taken five shots in the last five games. Um, at the very least, this kid's got to take a, a couple of shots a, a game and get at least one on net in a game. He's got two with that. He's got zero, uh, especially if you're not going to see him out there chirping at the people like you had mentioned. Uh, my second dud is going to be Charlie Coyle. One assist over his last five games. I know he's streaky, and we talked about you don't ever want to have a streaky deuce. Um, but he is your third right now. Um, but, I mean, you, DeBrusque, when he was in there, was start, the last couple of games was starting to warm up. And if he's going to start warming up, I think that Coyle can start warming up. You got Anders Bjork, who seems to have warmed up just a touch uh, with at least a goal and an assist in the last four games. Um you know, Coyle, I just expect more out of Coyle, as streaky as we know he can be. And then my uh, number one dud is Halak. He had save percentages of 866, uh, excuse me, 886 and 810 in two out of his last three games. And, you know, one of them was in relief of Tuca, who, uh, I don't know, split his pants after the, in between the first and second period or something. Um, so... I mean, I Halak, like we said, he's not a, he's not an everyday starter, and he is what he is. But I mean, he just had some rough games, and the the, the uh, New Jersey game that they got shut out was probably the outlier. Um, and, and I hate to crap on Halak, and I probably should have included Pasternak in this somewhere, maybe over Halak. But those are my three, and I'm I'm sticking with them. Mm. All right, moving on from there. Um, we have the NHL trade deadline coming up on April 12th. It's less than two weeks away at this point. Uh, at this point, I'm going to turn to our resident um, eavesdropper, Justin Ventola here. Uh, Justin, have you been hearing anything on the trade market? Oh. Jimmy, what did you do to his computer? <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe too much crap about Charlie McAvoy. Maybe he wants to trade McAvoy. I think it's more. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a mouth trade McAvoy for a bag of pockets. Is that yep. what? You, yeah, I'm I'm glad you're an experienced lip reader. Yes. Uh, Justin, we lost you for a moment there. So honestly, honestly, Dave, did nothing crazy. Um, and and, and I, I I did read that like so it, it's going to be a um. Oh, did did you did you screw me up? No, you're good. Your camera's like that. Following your mouth, but <laughs> yeah, you, your, your stream has been a little choppy, and you got cut out for a second there. But <laughs> yeah, you're delayed. 
Okay, hold on a sec. Okay, okay. Oh god, this is brutal. <laughs> Goddamn technology. Am I good? Am I good? I know, I know. Sweet. Honestly, you guys are kind of like slow behind. I know, and you guys have been like moving, moving in slow mo. It's weird. It's weird. So I think it's so. Uh, so my bad, guys. No. Dave's been fine um, with me. So honestly, Dave, unfortunately, I have heard nothing as of late about anything. Um, also, screw you. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, all I know is is that the hottest name right now, at least for the Bruins, is uh, Palmieri. He's been the biggest uh, trade rumor so far that's been heating up. Yep, he and Philly, I think, are the two teams really looking at him. Um, so, and, and he's trying to increase his, his stock. Um, no, not trade McAvoy, Jimmy. If you do that, you're sending your team back years, years. Um, so screw you, man. Anyways, um, no, Palmieri has been probably the hottest name in the trade uh, market. Uh, but uh, Matthias Ekholm rumors have actually gone, gone quiet a little bit. Um, I don't think the GM over there in Nashville, I forget his name. Um, I don't think he's trying to trade him in season, uh, which is kind of understandable because Nashville is surprisingly still a playoff team right now. So, I mean, I don't um, – so, you know, I saw he those rumors kind of quieted down a little bit. Um, and I and not to mention he's expensive. He would cost a first-round pick and a prospect. Um, but so far right now, it's been – Palmieri has been the big thing. Uh, Shane Gossespierre was just put on waivers the other day by Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know if you guys saw that. Could have had him. For, um, I, I saw that was an interesting right. I move. I was Cowan actually kind of hoping the Bruins might know. pick him up and give him a shot, uh, but they did not. So he cleared waivers. Um, outside of that, the Eric Stahl trade to the Montreal Canadiens was the most recent thing around the league. Uh, I think that was a good trade for Canadians. They lost something. At- oh, you froze for a second. Uh, Canada did the most Canadian thing by the way, and they reduced their quarantine for NHL players from 14 days to seven days uh, just because of the trade deadline, I believe. So way to go, Canada. Way to be Canada. Yeah. Um, I, so back to Shane Godespierre. Is it? I, I butchered that, Possibly. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I believe it was Matt Callaman yep. who tweeted out, you know, top four defensemen you could have for absolutely nothing right there, just whatever his salary is. So... Um, if you didn't kick the tires on that, I mean, I know he's not having the greatest season because, well, Philly sucks this season, but, um, you know, you could have been somebody you take a flyer on, no pun intended. Um, Tyler, with the trade deadline coming up, what are you, what are you thinking? What are you, you hearing anything? Uh, I, you, you want to, want to start a roomie yourself? What's up? Well, I've seen Jack Eichel been talking about with the Chicago Blackhawks, <laughs> LA Kings. He's possibly going to be traded, man. That That's crazy. But honestly, if we're going to do anything in the trade line, I say we don't do shit. I feel like if we do something, it's going to hurt us bad. Like another, if I'm getting Paul Mary for another draft pick. I don't want that. I want a young like, prospect. I, I, You know what? This is the next like next draft pick. I think really determines how Sweeney will be as a GM. Will he be a bust or will he be something that actually gets to the cup? I just want to see what happens with like this current team yeah yeah and i totally agree with you tyler i'm also one of the people who says you know don't don't do anything this trade deadline if you're going to do something sell try to get picks back try to get prospects back because it, uh, the farm system is brutal um down in province uh, we, we have no good prospects no prospects that you can look at and say oh that kid's a stud you have all 
Don Sweeney hopefuls, all right? Players who most other teams will, will, uh, would normally pass on, as they should. Players that you think, well, you know, I'll give them like, you know, three or four years. Maybe they could be something. Well, guess what? I don't like building a farm system on hopefuls. Obviously, every farm system has them, but you, you have no bona fide prospects. So right now, I'm like, I'm in sell mode. See, I would listen on any single player within the organization with the exception of McAvoy and Posnock. Those two guys are your young building blocks for the next core. Um, outside of that, I'm listening on everyone. And if someone wants to break the bank and give me an arm and a leg for Patrice Bergeron, sure. Uh, if someone wants to you know, give me like a, a, pro- a solid prospect or maybe a second, maybe first round pick for Krejci, absolutely. Um, but unfortunately – I think the Bruins are still, you know, high on LSD and and by Bruins organization, I mean Neely and Don Sweeney. I think they're both totally stoned out of their minds and think that this team could still compete. So that's obviously not what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, because you have statements from Sweeney and Neely coming out being like, well, you know, like we, we will want to give our aging core, like, you know, these guys are getting older. It's like no shit and I'm nuts. No <laughs> shit. I mean, I mean if, you, if you take like, it back, like, like a, a they're few, old, they're not going to win a cup. Like, like, if you take it back, like in around 2008, I don't know when, like, the Toronto Boston trade happened. The Ray Croft Sukajras trade. Literally, yeah. we traded one of like the goaltender we had that was like our big goaltender for like a prospect, which was Tuka Rask from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tuka Rask is now like our our main goaltender, and because of him, we've been the two cups. We didn't win a ring with him, but. As the main goaltender, but you know, it was a good trade. Honestly, I feel like if we want to, like, if we're, I, I want to sell this year, I want to get like a, a big draft pick. If we have to trade Krejci for like a first round draft pick, I would do it. I'd absolutely do it. Tyler's rent just went up in his house. Roger's going to raise it. Heartbeat. <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. Heartbeat. So I, I agree. A full, <laughs> full, I can't, I can't agree with Justin and Tyler Moore. It's time to sell. This team is not a piece away. They're not two pieces away. I will listen to offers and everybody except for Poshnok and McAvoy because I'll save that. It's fine. You can save that. You save that. Click it. Save that. Yep. Save that. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think the worst thing that could have happened to this team is going to the cup in 2019 because you beat the you beat the corpse of the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Hartford Whalers and uh, the choking uh, Leafs and people thought that this team actually is, you know, a legitimate force. And then they won the president's trophy last year, which is, you know, whatever. It's like the uh, kiss of death. Exactly. And I think that. Oh, it, yeah. The president means nothing. It, oh, I mean, Tampa Bay Lightning was perhaps with studs last year. So well, well, what I'm saying is that they, you know, now there's these false illusions, uh, false illusions that this is actually a very good team that can actually contend for, a cup, and I just, I don't see that when I look at this team. I don't I don't think we're one piece away. I don't think we're two pieces away. I think if you want anything to do, it's crazy has to go. Um, Rask, I would I would seriously look at shipping Rask out of here. Um, I would throw one more name on the. the I would listen to offers on him, but I wouldn't necessarily pull the trigger. Is Brandon Carlo? I think he's another very good young defenseman. But if you get blown away with something like that, I would. I mean, I would really try to shop. Marshan, because I think that um, anybody. I don't, I don't know about Marshan though. He's had a good year. He's, he's been our best player. 
I know. Mm, what are you I, gonna get for Marshawn? You're gonna you're gonna get another uh, Don Sweeney swag bag of shit. That, that I, that's all I'm, you can I'm, really <laughs> expect for that. I mean, I, I I don't. I mean, he's the way he plays. <laughs> Trade him for like seven seven seventh rounders or something. Hey, that's the Bill Belichick special. Though. Okay, don't right. don't knock that. Um, I don't know. I just I would definitely sell start to regroup because you don't want to be caught like the Detroit Red Wings um, where they were trying to rebuild while also competing because then you end up just sucking. And I would much rather kill this thing a couple of years too early than and then be able to rebound faster than to, you know, then, suck. Than to be stuck in the mid-90s again. Exactly. That's the thing. Like that. That's, uh, you know, uh, we said the Bill Belichick special. It's why I was so okay with uh, Brady leaving. Is because I'm ready to, you know, rebuild and get get going with it. And so that's but my. He's not. With. He's not rebuilding. He took the greatest quarterback of all time and gave us Cam fucking Newton. Jimmy Garoppolo's coming here. Don't no, worry he's about not. It. And he's, do you really want him? He. I. I think I heard a stat of out of like the last 36 games, he's been injured for like 18 of them or some shit like that. I, that's not an exact get, stat, but because you know, guess what he does that Cam Newton doesn't do? He actually throws touchdowns. Cam Newton is like four touchdowns last year. Four. He, he gets injured in games. What? Who? Newton. <laughs> oh, both. No, Garoppolo. Garoppolo doesn't know when to hit the deck when he's gonna get hit. That's true. That's also that's true. At but, least Cam knows to throw the ball in the dirt. Now, granted, he does it ninety percent of the time. He, I mean, he misses wide open receivers. At least Garoppolo doesn't do that. Right. Anyway, Jimmy Fund. Jimmy, you you and I can do a football pod one of these days. <laughs> 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 oh goodness! All right, um, moving on. Because I I don't think again I think if Sweeney does make a trade, we're just gonna get his swag bag of shit. So. Um, Jimmy, you want to make a bet? I just like winning. It's time to bet your ass. Catch me outside. Here on the Boston Bee Party. I mean, it's been it's been a couple a couple weeks going, man. Without me making a bet here for you guys, let's let's do it. I got two games picked out for us. Um, let's go. Both of them are Saturday. 
because Saturday is my birthday. So we're going to do two birthday picks for me. And Mr. Negativity over here is picking the um, Pittsburgh Penguins to beat the Bruins. And I'm also picking Minnesota to beat Vegas that day as well. Minnesota over Vegas, huh? Yeah, so I don't – since it's too far out, I can't get the actual money line odds uh, for the games. So okay. I don't – but uh, that's I'm, – I'm picking Pittsburgh to beat the Bruins, and I'm picking Minnesota over Vegas. Okay. Yo, Minnesota's in a stud team, man. I, I like what I've seen from that team. I have too. Yeah, they've surprised me a little bit. Uh, was it Krill Caprizo? What, yeah, Caprizo? he's going to be he's, – he's, he's their best prospect they've picked up ever. Yeah, he's been pretty good on some of my fantasy teams for me. I've been watching them that way. That's about it. Unfortunately, you don't see too many games. I did watch um, last late last night. I watched the uh, Vegas lose to, oh, my God. Drink more coffee, Dave, so you can think. <laughs> well, while you're thinking, Dave, I actually wanted to bring up, like, two things. Um, it's supposed to be David and McKinnon. These two started playing, like, Tom Wilson. And with McDavid throwing a high elbow right to one of the Canadian players, Jesper Kakanemi, one of their best, one of the Canadians' best players and future um, studs over there. And then we got McKinnon shucking a Coyote's helmet to Garland. <laughs> which he was is, just trying <laughs> to give it back to him. Oh well, yeah, I guess he was, but they still gave him misconduct. He just he just threw it right to his face, so you just got to throw it like at least to the stomach. <sighs> Yeah, what do you what do you what do you guys think about that? I I think it was a, a a foolish move to throw your your opponent's helmet at him. Um, and I get there was some frustration going on there, but um, did it get him bounced from the game? Yeah, he got a misconduct. Yep. So, um, you know, you you're supposed to be you, one of your team's top players. I know that uh, is it. Lannisgog is the captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and then McKinnon, I believe, is an alternative, but um, the you're, thing on the, you're on that top line. You talked about more than probably any other player on that team. You, McKinnon's you, a little bit of a hothead, though. He, he's always been that little bit of a hothead. Like, he kind of, he, there's been clips of him, you know, getting into it with people like that. Not, like, throwing a helmet, but like that. And then, you know, he used that as fuel to, you know, score goals. But um, he's always, he's always been kind of that little get like get to be under his bonnet kind of thing that's how he's always been yeah and with mcdavid that really surprised me like he i don't i don't know did kakanemi even have the puck I, I, gotta, I gotta look at it again but man <laughs> is it is it kakanemi or kakanemi i think it's kakanemi well, if, if he plays if he plays with the Bruins, it's kaka <laughs> right <laughs> okay fair enough yeah with mcdavid that surprised me i've never seen i never i never i never thought him to do stuff like that but, you know, Canadians were just absolutely outscoring the Oilers that game. It's, it's understandable to throw frustration like that, but you, know, you just got to keep your cool. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. People doing stupid shit is people doing stupid shit. Yep. Nothing you can do about it except for laugh at them when they get suspended. Do you think he'll get any games for that or just a fine? Just a fine. Because he's a face of the... Yeah. Face. Sorry. That was just silly. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, that was just... That was just that was a little... That was a bit shot, but... All right. Yeah. Um, uh, the next four games, Bruins are going to play Pittsburgh twice, followed by so that, Philly twice. That's Tom Wilson is... Uh, 
Would you guys see Tom Wilson's back at it? No, what did he do? Oh, I, I think I saw what he did. I think he got into a fight with oh. some... Uh... Justin He's quit. No, no, I think no, he got... noticed nothing, Justin. Just quit. I think he got delayed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he said, Tom Wilson, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that... I don't know exactly what he was talking about, but I know Wilson was kind of on fire when he first came back from his suspension. Uh, had a couple of goals and a couple of assists. I don't know if he did something else stupid, if that's what um, Justin was referring to. Probably. I think there was one game where like the Capitals was just getting out, just getting blown out by the Islanders, and then like he got into a fight with them. Like, yeah, you know, next game you're gonna get fucked up. Dial up, huh? Going back to the old DSL. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, what did Wilson do? He got into oh, a fight. Sorry, with, sorry. He got into a fight with some players on the Islanders bench. Oh, is that what it was? It was a little scuffle. It, it was so, is that, actually, it was, it was, you can't, oh, sorry, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Because this yeah, is, yeah. okay. Um, so, no, 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 he, um, so I guess the Rangers, like, handed it to the Capitals the other day, and honestly, Tom Wilson was just being a little bitch. I mean, the Rangers were celebrating, they were like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, and he just got starts going over to uh, their bench, and I think he gets at it with Ryan Lindgren or something like that. I don't know if he's going to oh, have a hearing for it or if he got it. it yeah, yeah, it, it was it was something it was something stupid like that. It was Tom Wilson esque, but clearly the suspension did nothing. <laughs> did nothing. <laughs> Tom Wilson is controlling Justin's uh, internet right now. Tom Wilson Every is time not he starts this. to talk smack about him, gets cut out. Oh God! All right. Um, so as I was starting to mention, when Justin came back, is Bruins' next four games: two against Pittsburgh, then two against Philadelphia. Um, we already know that Jimmy thinks Boston's going to lose one of those two Pittsburgh games, uh, and I think he, even though it's a back-to-back nights, I think Boston has a good chance to win uh, both of those Philadelphia games. Um, I'm assuming, hopefully, we'll be able to record next Tuesday. Um, providing everybody's available and I don't bitch out and take a nap again like this week. Um, Tyler, because Justin keeps getting cut out every time he speaks, why don't we go with you? What do you think over the next four games? I think the Penguins will beat us twice. Uh, The Penguins, they've been a lot better since the last time we played them, I believe. I think they're like, I think they are like in contention for the playoffs and the standings. They that they definitely improved. Obviously, that that's a star-studded team with uh, Crosby, who's still been amazing as usual. Uh, they got Gwensel, future like stud for that team. Possibly going to be the captain of that team when Crosby retires. And then Brian Ross, season on fire. Yeah, this is like this team. They've they've improved since the last time we faced them, and you know we've just been not as good as before the season. So. I think the, I think the Penguins are going to be this twice, which I, that'll be the wake up call for the uh, Bruins. And I think we'll be Flyers in one game, and the next one could be a close one with the Flyers beating us. All right. I, the only thing I take umbrage to there is um, if it takes Pittsburgh, a good team, beating you twice, to for the Bruins to wake up. Where the hell is the wake up call after losing to teams like New Jersey and the Islanders and barely getting by mm. Buffalo? Um, no, but, I just hope that, that that's a wake-up call, man. I, yeah, just, I, I right. say that because I want it to happen. 
Pittsburgh does seem to be playing a little bit better lately. 48 points in 35 game, uh, 36 games, excuse me. Um, they are plus 23 goal differential. Uh, in comparison, Boston's only a plus 11. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Dave. If the Islanders, if you lose the Islanders five times and it's not a wake-up call, then what the hell is a wake-up call then? Yeah. So um, that's. I mean, other than that, I think you were pretty spot on there, Jimmy. Um. So, I think the Bruins are going to lose. I want to say both games of Pittsburgh, but I don't think they'll lose both games. I think they'll. I think they'll win tonight. There's tonight, right? They play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vladar. 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 Is it? Uh, yeah. Darth Vladar. Vladar. Is going to be on uh, in the net tonight, I believe. So I have them splitting against Pittsburgh and beating Philly twice, just because. Last time I picked the Bruins to lose to Philly, they got they blew them out. So I'm not doing that again. Um, so, yeah, I think they're going three and one. Well, pick them to lose to them. Just don't bet on that game. Yeah. <laughs> Easy said than done. Uh, Justin, thoughts on the next four games? Yeah, honestly, um, I'd be concerned with Pittsburgh. I know they've been a team that I've. Um, you know, said the Bruins are kind of owned in the past, but they're lighting it up. Uh, they've really turned it on this, in the past month or so, so they've been rolling. Um, so I, I don't – I'm hoping they split. At, you know, that's best-case scenario, but I, I, at the very least, they're losing one of those games. Um, Philly, I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. They're a train wreck. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, I can see them losing on the uh, second game, the back-to-back. But outside of that um, – the schedule's got me concerned, guys. I, you, you, you play, you know, Pittsburgh twice. You got Washington twice and New York Islanders twice within the next um, two weeks or so. So, I mean, and you, you can't win against the Islanders. Washington has your number, and Pittsburgh's rolling right now. So, I, I have very mediocre expectations for this team coming up. <laughs> uh, let's hope <laughs> – oh, shit. Let's hope they can take care of business against Philly. Let's put it that way. Outside of that, I don't know. But hopefully we get a good game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> He's dying uh, over there. Yeah. You all right over there? Do we need to Press call? Do we need to call? Wait, what's that emergency yeah. number? I'm sorry. Or uh, phone, like a life alert. Do, I need, do you need a life alert over there? Yeah. Someone... Where's your, where's your, uh, where's your little stick? Oh, dude, of call the Wounded Warrior Project for me, man. Like Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right. Anybody got any closing thoughts? Don't Jimmy's takes. <clears throat> I can't. I can't. I can't help that you can't handle them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> on, on that note, that's gonna do it for the Boston Bee Party this week. We will talk to you next week. Justin Ventola, Jimmy Shea, Tyler Scales, and of course myself, David Rodriguez. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. Deuces. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yo.